swagger, okay? Regardless of what happens out there, doesn't matter. Keep your swagger. Welcome to the Five Hole Fantasy Hockey Podcast. We're your hosts today, TJ, Zach, and Raj. Hey there. Hey, hey, hey. So today we got goalie rankings. And uh, off the top, I mean, we were just talking about it. We're all wrong already because it's goalies and they're hard to project. But this is what we think going into it. What we've done, we've each ranked, what, 40? 40, 40 something goalies. Too many. Way too many. Mine goes up to 43. Zach's goes to 44. Raj goes to 45. We all have the same number of goalies. And hey, no big you know deal. I, think I don't know how. Hanging out with you guys <laughs> like hanging out with my wife. I'm used to being wrong, you know? Well, I think uh, on that, I think we can just tell everyone, you might as well just turn this off and go back and listen to the Kevin Woodley episode if you actually want to hear proper goalies. Anything talk. decent about goalies. <laughs> yes. This is all bullshit. Like I told you guys, I don't even actually watch hockey. You know what I mean? Just ESPN Classic. Nothing but. So let's talk about the number one goalie, the one that I think we probably are going to get right by the end of the year, Andre Vasilevsky. I sure hope so. He checks all the boxes. The only way I think we're not is if he gets injured. I mean, I think he's hands down the number one goalie off the board. Easy. He's, you know, like 75% win percentage and pretty much is 75% pos- volume possible for a shutout on any given day. You know, I mean, I guess technically anybody is, but like Vazzy. It's a real lot, like a real possibility, like every single time. Um, I mean, he's definitely going to be a first round pick, but I think he's more later part of the first round because a lot of your really good positional players are going to go on the top half of that first round. But I mean, at least you're going to get a first round picks worth of points. Yeah, I like him around 10 and 11, 12 ish. He's also one of the true workhorses left on top of being amazing and on a great team. He's really, he's just kind of got it all going on. And his age, he's kind of at a, a really good age as well. So, yeah, no, no question there. Creepy. My rankings, my rankings definitely favored volume. So, Vazzy, he checks all the boxes. He's on a good team. He gets volume. He's a good goalie. There's not much more you can ask for. Do you know how many, do you know how many really bad starts he had last year? Zero. He's going hungry. No roast beef sandwiches for this guy. Not a single one. Number two, we start to get a little disparatous. That's probably not a word. There's a little bit of disparity here at number two. Zach and I had Connor Hellebuck. Raj, you were wrong at number three with Hellebuck. Tell me why you like Robin Leonard more than Hellebuck. It starts with the team. I think I just think overall he's going to get more wins. I think they're both going to get volume. But it really just comes down to the team and a few extra wins. Okay, and it's his first chance to really do it. Those are all the reasons why I had Hellebuck ahead. It's because it's Leonard's first crack at, at this sort of volume. Like uh, Hellebuck has just done it. There's so much more trust there. But I'm with you. I, I mean, I had Leonard at number three, so I wasn't far behind. You know, good team, volume, good goalie. All the same. He's checking the same boxes as Vasilevsky. It's just we have so much more a track record from, from Hellebuck. Yeah, I had uh, I had a hell of a bucket a close number three. 
I I think Leonard is a is a funner option to be honest, just because Hellebuck yeah. has been number two forever. I want someone else to be number two. No, that's totally fair. I think he, I think he is. When we get to our three and four, Leonard and Kemper, Zach, you like Kemper at number three. Raj and I like Kemper at number four. The floor is yours. I'm not going to lie. I actually really wanted to have Darcy Kemper at number two because I am very high on this whole Darcy Kemper business with him playing in Colorado. But that save percentage did slip a little bit last year. He's down to uh, down to a 907. Even with that, though, who am I blaming? Him or the Coyotes? I'm leaning towards the Coyotes here. You know, it, it's hard for me to blame him fully on that one. And let's just be honest, the Avs are better at, well, you know, everything else, you know, better all around than the Coyotes. Um, And I think that this will really, you know, propel him this year to make a showing. Um, I think that there is a serious argument for Kemper being number three. Um, And as far as Hellebuck, he has always been the presumptive number two and really hit a down year a bit last year compared to the year before. So I actually almost put him at number three, but I kept him at number two for now. Then I got Kemper at the four. I like the tweaks that Winnipeg, you know, they they kind of refaced their their defense. I think they brought in Brennan Dillon, uh, Nate Schmidt. So they're definitely, they're paying attention to the fact that their defense needs a little help. And I like that for Hellebuck. Uh, the reason I had Kemper at four, and the more and more I think about it, like I should have him lower because I believe this is going to be a 50-50 split. Which is another reason I have Francis as high as I do. 25. Oh, wow. Is that where I have him? Yeah. Yeah, 25. So I'm, I'm the highest of the three out of us with Francis, And it's because of that reason. I think the other, you know, 45% of the games are going to go to Francis. Kemper's injury history, the fact that Colorado does plan to go into this year with two good goalies. But again, you know, Francis, is he is he the same goalie he was two years ago? You don't get better at being goalie by not playing goalie for an entire year. So we don't know what he did behind closed doors during a, a year off. But uh, if he's getting 50% of the games, there's no reason that he shouldn't be. For me, at number 25, that seems even generous. But, you know, that that's kind of what I think is I, Kemper is going to get 55%. Francois is the other 45, all in a perfect world with no injuries. I Kemper at four. I feel good about it. Like, he's a good goalie. He's going to be on maybe the best team in the league volume. I just don't know if it's there. Yeah, exactly. hundred percent agree with all that. A couple things that are questionable, like Franco's is possibly a really good backup, right? One, a one B. Well, he's a good backup. I don't think that he's a good, you would be a good starter. He's, he's always been elusive. Like he's never really been that good for that long is the thing. Like he came in, he did really well when he played, but he's never really played for that long. He's definitely never been a starter. There was legitimately an argument that Francois could be the starter two years ago. I know that, but it's always been he could be, and then he came in and he did a good job, and then he got injured, but he's never really had an extended time as a starter and uh, with a year off. and so. If Kemper yeah. does Kemper things and gets hurt, then Francois is your starter until he gets hurt too, so... That's the only the only thing. I mean, Colorado is a pretty sheltered environment just to play behind, right? They're so offensive, and they have a solid D, and they have great possession and everything. So 
just staying staying healthy is going to be the biggest thing for for both of those guys to be honest so number one we had Vasilevsky two Hellebuck Leonard at three Kemper at four um we were close on Semi Varlamov at five I had him a little lower and it's for the same reasons as um I was just talking about with Kemper I don't think the volume's there the New York Islanders lead the league in back-to-backs with 19 so right there that's a quarter of the season essentially that you know you guarantee to your backup and then the rest of the season should be a 50 50 split as well you know i i think it's looking at what the islanders have done for four years now they're a 50 50 team so for me varlamov was number seven you guys had him at five enough to bump the average up take the floor on varlamov he's he's steady he's steady i i see him as you know the number one this year you see it as more of a straight 50-50. But the whole thing is, I trust Semyon Varlamov. I trust Barry Trotz. I trust, you know, the defensive scheme um, that even though it's boring to watch, I trust that in Brooklyn. I trust it. And that's yeah. why I have Varley there. Absolutely. Um, don't get me wrong. Uh, Sorokin is definitely waiting in the wings. And he is going to steal some starts. And he's really good himself. You know, don't get me wrong. Man had what? Like he had three shutouts and 21 starts last year as a, as a rookie. Um, but still, it's the the Varley show for this year. Now, our, if we're talking dynasty, then Sorokin is a fucking slam dunk. But this year, I'm taking Varlamov. Now, like I said before the show, they are the best tandem. If you are going to, if you are shooting for a tandem specifically, Varlamov and Sorokin, I think, are your best bet. And you plug and play whoever is playing at the time. I don't know. Would you take them over the Colorado tandem? Yes, because I think as a whole, they're two better goalies. Teams are comparable. They should both like, you know, semifinal teams. Yeah, they're they're both con- they're both contenders. The wins should be there. You know. Colorado definitely has a more high powered offense. I'll give you that, but the Island ter- Islanders have a way better defense. Play team defense. I'm always looking for ways to not like the Islanders. So, I mean, I feel you. I like. I don't love the Islanders, but man, they play just solid defensive hockey. They are not fun to watch. That is true, but their goalies are a good situation. Yeah, it's safe. If I mean, if you're going environments, you can't go wrong with the New York Islanders. Well, I've had seven shutouts last year. Come on, come on! How can you not fucking like that? I'm not saying he's bad. I just knocked him because of volume. I had uh, Soros and Shesterkin ahead because I think they're going to take more games. And that's who we have next, huh? Shesterkin. Yep, Shesterkin edged it out uh, as far as averages. I mean, what is there to say there? That should be... Shesterkin has been consistently good in a bad defensive environment. They look to be another bad defensive environment again. And I think it'll be good. He's going to get volume. You know, Georgiev has been a trade chip for what's going on two years now, three years. So I don't know how much they're going to invest into him, but you look at Shisterkin's body of work, it's hard not to trust the kid. And uh, New York's going to win some games. You know, you mentioned about you mentioned about the defense in, in for the New York Rangers, and I couldn't agree more. I think that's what, you know, I only had him one spot lower. Um, I personally had a, who do I have ahead of him? Flurry. I like Flurry. You guys don't really. But I had, you know, him just a little bit lower because of the defense and also the fact that he is really young 
everybody I have ahead of him are tried and true veterans. Um, it slips Shesty down just a little bit for me. Um, and the same thing goes for Georgiev. They're both like only 25 years old. I'm pretty sure they're the youngest tandem in the entire NHL. Um, so that being said, I think that the Rangers are going to score a lot of points. He is going to get points for that. But I don't know that uh, his save percentage is really going to match what you're looking for in, you know, a top 10 kind of goalie. Top six at, at, at that, right outside top five. Mm, I think the, the ingredients are there. Yeah, as long as he gets volume, or a, a decent amount of volume. I mean, Georgiev is definitely not as good, but he is a pretty reliable backup for sure. Outside of Truba, I really don't trust the the D. That was my problem. Well, Adam Fox is pretty good and all. Yeah, yeah, he's a great offensive guy, but this is careful. Kid just won the Norris. His defensive numbers are the Norris goes to the best offensive defenseman in the league. Let's be honest. His defense was was pretty solid too. I gotta say, I got a problem with our with our next pick here. I'm not happy. You 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 brought you. UC Soros. Yourself brought this one down. Yeah. Uh, I had Soros as my number five. He's been absolute money since he's been playing under John Hines. You know, he started slow last year, but, uh, you know, finished the year with stellar numbers. Don't see David Riddich stealing Neither a bunch of I. starts. But that is one thing that worries me is, you know, Riddich has been a starter before, so they could go 50-50. But I don't know. I, I just got like a 60-40 in my head for Soros. And it's like, you know, they lost Ryan Ellis, but there was an 11 game stretch where Ellis was out and Soros. That's when he started being like really good. That's when his his season went from meh to great. So I, I think, you know, Soros is going to be none the wiser to Ellis's departure. It's, it's going to be, you know, on the macro level, it's going to definitely impact him. He'll be just fine. He's going to get volume. He's always been good, even if. Nashville can't put up the numbers to get him the wins. He still finds them. He's going to get saves. This is the first year that he's going to be going into it without Pecorine. So I think there's volume to be had. Taking my taking my first gamble. It does pain me to be as low on Soros as, as I am, or at least compared to you, considering I was the one that's always been pumping his tires. You have him at eight. Yeah, but having him at five is a friggin' travesty as far as I'm concerned. No offense. Wrong. It isn't Soros that I really have a problem with, though. It's the Preds themselves. I don't think that he's top five. It's the Preds that I have a problem with. Them showing what they were in the playoffs last year was fucking fool's gold. It was fool's gold, man. How did our number six goalie do in the playoffs? How did Igor Shesterkin do in the playoffs? I don't care. I'm not putting UC Soros at number five. Just saying. I disagree with you. That's, that's hey, we're wrong, Just right? Saying. Obviously, I'm wrong about this. Because I think, because I think that he's you know, not the number five goalie. I think that's freaking crazy. So you got Mark Andre Fleury ahead of UC Soros, and I'm wondering how the Chicago Blackhawks did in the playoffs last year. I am too. high on the Blackhawks. I'm high on the Blackhawks, and I'm high on Fleury. <laughs> don't care what you say. I'm excited about the Blackhawks, and I and I don't care who knows the TJ. I don't care who knows it. I think there's a great opportunity for Fleury. To have that number one starters roll back, he doesn't have to be looking over friggin' uh, Leonard's ear anymore. He is Kevin Lankin behind him, who you know is going to be better on a backup role. I don't think that he is a viable number one right now. 
I think he is going to be very good. And then the Hawks have made made additions too. Obviously, Seth Jones, but a big one, Tyler Johnson. I like their top six. I think they're legit. They do have, you know, depth problems once you get to the bottom of the roster. But I'm excited for this team's offensive talent. I think they're going to shoot the lights out, man. I really do. Problem is going to be, what will he be like when the goals dry up? Because with offensive teams, that is going to happen. But he's a really good player. He's a, he's a future Hall of Famer. Yes, I had Marc-Andre Fleury there, and I'm actually excited for what the Blackhawks could be. I'm not far behind. I have him at eight. I'm two spots behind you. And, you know, I think there's more talent in Marc-Andre's bones than there is in the entire Chicago defense. So, you know, just based on him, I think he can carry the load. You know, in talking to Kevin, uh, Vegas wasn't all that good defensively last year, and, and Fleury won the Vezina. So, you know, I'm not super worried that Chicago might not have the best defensive environment. Well, when you have a goals against average below two, that helps. I'm just not sold on Chicago. They're a fun, fun additions, and I just, I just don't. They were going to be middle of the pack. I don't know if they're even a playoff team. Well, they weren't even supposed to be anything last year. They were supposed to be, you know, damn near dead last, and they were downright decent, to say the least. To the point where, you know, they're not selling off every asset that they have. So, yeah, I think they could be something interesting this year. And I'm definitely going to be taking a look. I'm surprised we agree on number nine as closely as we do. Frederick Anderson, you know, going into Carolina, the the team looks good. Freddie, you know, just had kind of a weird year last year. Kevin shines some light on it in, in our conversation. Then, you know, Toronto's defense got better. And maybe that maybe that fucked with Freddie. He was so used to seeing 35 shots every night that maybe he just wasn't busy enough. So I don't know how it's going to translate to Carolina, but I think he is going to get that volume back. So he will be busy. Um, so I have, you know, volume on a good team. He's kind of a good goalie for me. He's at number nine. Roger, the lowest on him at number 10, but it's really not too far off. This is one of those situations where a new place is really, you know, fresh start and all that that stuff that's usually overrated. I think this is one of those times where it is a good thing. Get out of Toronto where he's always, you know, for the last couple of years, it's always Freddie Anderson's problem. And why isn't Freddie Anderson saving the day? And now he's going to go to Carolina. Well, he has been underperforming. Uh, yeah, but it's, it's going to be a much different situation. He's going to come down there to a much more structured, much better coached team. And, um, yeah, I have a lot of volume. I, I think um, I'm pretty pretty high on them. I guess right around number 9, 10 is great. I think it's a safe spot. I think that they have an interesting tandem, Freddie and Ronta. Obviously, I do think that Freddie is a better you know option, even though both have the ability to win games. But on the other hand, both can be very unreliable at times. Anderson has, you know gotten hurt. And well, we all know that Ronta gets hurt often. As you said, he's leaving Toronto's, you know, high powered offense and changing it for defensive scheme, which I'm fine with. So hopefully that will help, you know, with his, with his roast beef sandwich. Cause like, dude, this guy is an assistant manager at Arby's in the off season because 26% <laughs> of his starts last year were really fucking bad. That is epically bad. 26% of your starts are a roast beef sandwich. Cheddar cheese melt, baby. Dude had six of those beef and cheddars last year. <laughs> yeah, kind of brutal. On top of the fact that what? Yeah, let's see. 
He had an 895 and a 296 goals against average. He needs a new place. So he got it. Let's see what he can do. Um, they obviously weren't high on any of their goalies, so they got two brand new ones. All right, Raj, you're up. Who's our number 10 goalie? You were definitely up, Raj, because you you really brought down the average on this one. It honestly was uh, our pal uh, Woodley that that made me higher on Demko. I did initially have him down a little bit lower, but Woodley did say pretty emphatically that he, you know from what he's seen so far, like Demko is the number one for sure. So he is getting a good share of the starts, which was my only question. And like the wins will be you know middle of the road, I think, but his percentages are just so good pretty consistently so yeah i think with a little bit of volume n- number 10 is fine for who I can't, I can't remember if we dropped the name yet for thatcher demko thatcher demko thatcher demko and i like thatcher demko don't get me wrong but i think it's i think it's too i, I think it's too soon i guess i i need to see more i don't get to watch every vancouver vancouver game like you do i think that he is good but i don't know if i can believe it as of yet which is why I had him just a little bit down. I mean, I had him at 13. TJ, you had him at 10. Seven was just a little bit high for me. Think he's good. Just want to see more. That's all. All right, let's get into the Festivus. Let's, uh, all right, I'm going to sort. The Festivus for the rest yes, of us? Yes, sir. I'm going to sort by my ranks here. So I am way higher on Ilya Sorokin than you guys are. I had Sorokin at number 11. You guys had him at 21, Zach, and Raj, 25. Um. I just, I just don't know why, like, if we like Varlamov that much, why don't we like Sorokin that much? He's going to get the other 50% of the games, and he's just as good. Because you have a backup goalie in front of a, a ton of starting goalies. It's not a backup. He's a 1B. This is a tandem. You can't call a tandem goalie a backup anymore. Like, 1B and a backup are different. It's very different. I can't have him at 11 can't do it i just i don't know why like new york islanders lead the I league hope in back you, i to hope backs. you're right i hope you're right because i like Ilya sorokin i hope he's right. good i hope i'm wrong he's i think he's gonna be good the defensive system is exactly the same as varlamov's and if you are gonna get oh, it he's definitely yeah. good so i have him at 11 he's definitely good i never said he wasn't good i'm just defending it you know like i like him better than bennington i don't know if i'd draft him as my number one at the number 11, chances are you might be drafting him as your number one. No, but I I would I would probably prioritize him ahead of like Bennington or Talbot or Markstrom, who I have. Maybe not Markstrom. Maybe I redo the list a little bit. But I just I remember distinctly thinking while I was doing this list, like if we like Varlamov that much, why don't we like Sorokin that much? So I wanted this conversation to happen. So I plugged him in at 11. I'm going to be wrong anyway. So I might as well just, you know, fucking hedge my bets, right? I don't have him there specifically because I have, you know, people that I see as super viable starting goalies that are going to get more than 50% of the share. Bennington is going to, you know, get... He's going to chug starts. He's going to chug them. Yeah. And Markstrom's going to chug starts. I had Talbot at number at number 10. And I like him at number 10. No, oh, I had, you know, I had Talbot at 13. All right. There's a couple more. Uh, I like Linus Olmark a lot more than you guys. Zach, you had him at 35. Roger, you had him at 20. So, like, yeah, I you know, just, me and I kind, of were... for, I kind of forgot about him. All right. Not going to lie. Kind of <laughs> forgot about Linus <laughs> For For good fucking reason, too, though. He was, you know, he was good-ish on a bad team. So, I kind of... Not uh, down for good-ish. 
dude, he he had league average goaltending numbers on Buffalo. Now he's going to Boston. So I think, you know, if, if you put an over under a league average, I'm betting the over and he should see volume while he's healthy. Yeah, I do. I do like Swayman and I think they do, too. But Allmark's definitely the definitely the starter. You guys had Carey Price, Zach, you had him at 11, Roger, you had him at 12. I had him at 20, just because he's he's not historically been good in the regular season, at least in like the last five years or so. He's always disappointing. I don't know about always. I, I, I think that he's still Carey Price. You know what I mean, he's still Carey Price. I like the fact that um, that Montreal is on the come up. I think they're a good young team that, you know, they have mixed in some veterans. I think the fact that Shea Weber not playing this year is actually a good thing um, so that they can use that money elsewhere, fill some gaps. I think that they have a decent team. I don't feel as if that they are uh, that they are fool's gold, what we saw in the playoffs. And I think that, uh, you know, Nick Suzuki, Cole Caulfield, going to have a coming out party. So I'm... All right, I'm just going to list the guys that I had ahead of Carey Price. Lena Solmark at 19, Sergei Bobrovsky at 18, Carter Hart 17, Samsonov, Jari, Markstrom, Talbot, Bennington, Sorokin. So me having Carey Price here, just like I just like other guys more. It's not that, you know, I'm not trying to say I hate Carey Price or anything, but just like other guys better. And that's the way I feel like it is for, for a lot of these things. You guys have Tristan Jari in the mid-teams. I had him at, you know, 23. All right. But also a big thing for me is trust. I don't trust you, Tristan Jari. It is time to shit on Zach's list. Let's do it. Let's do All it. All right. Uh, Grubauer, you had him at 14. Raj and I had him in the 20s. Go on. Tell me more about trust. I, <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, I like Philip Grubauer. Yeah. Yeah, he's he is not bad. He is not bad. How's Seattle. He also they do had a goals year? against average <laughs> below two at a 195. He had seven shutouts, but it was on a different team. And I'll give you that. A very different. But he is still a good goalie, and he is going to get fucking volume. He is definitely going to get volume. You know he is. Drieger. Yeah, I don't know if he is. That's that was a big part of my my issue with him is I don't know if he is. They've got Drieger. I mean, I know they paid him like a starter, but Drieger. I like is, Chris Drieger, but I but I think that Grubauer is gonna get most of the starts, man. You know what they do? The one thing Seattle does have is defensive defensemen, so he might have some decent stats, but I don't and see and some his, defensive uh, forwards too. Yeah, I just don't see high chance of wins. <laughs> that's that's gonna be the big one. He could he could put up some decent rate stats though, uh, given that defensive lineup, and assuming they're gonna take that lineup and play an Islanders type of style, like if they try to take the lineup they have and try to play a run and gun style, they're in real trouble. Yeah, well, that ain't gonna happen. So who who are we who are we pooping on well, next? Well, I have one more thing on Grubauer. So you think he's gonna get volume because he's making more money than Drieger? I think that he's better than Chris Trigger, and I like Chris Trigger. Because then I was going to segue into Spencer Knight. I was going to segue into Spencer Knight, who you have at 17, and then you have Bobrovsky at 27. I think I think Spencer Knight's going to get a bunch of starts this year. I think he is going to take over that number one role. I do. I think that. You should disagree. That. You shouldn't think that. I think that. There's a tandem you can get late. Yeah, I don't mind that. Don't mind that tandem, actually. They're going to get a lot of wins overall. Florida's looking pretty good. 
I really like I really like it. And Sergei Bobrovsky has son as he has done me so dirty. I can't fucking back you anymore, Sergei Bobrovsky. I can't do it. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, you got Tukarask. You got Tukarask ranked, which is okay. That was that was a mistake. <laughs> I don't I I see I see that now. <laughs> I obviously don't want to have him there. All right. I'm obviously higher on Corpusalo than you guys are. Yep. I'm lower on Tristan Jari than you guys are. Um, but pretty much, you know, everything else is, you know, pretty on par. Jack Campbell, what, 10 spots ahead of Mrazek? Good for me. You think, Good for you think me. Jack Campbell's going to be the, the lion there? I think Peter Mrazek fucking blows, man. <laughs> All right. He is just, Peter Mrazek is a whiny friggin' baby, man. He is a whiny ass baby. He needs to be the backup goalie. And I hope he's pissed about it. I really do. Peter Mrazek, you are just a problem everywhere you go. He was pretty good in Carolina. Hey, wait, am I, am I wrong? He was pretty good in Carolina. Yeah, but he, but he was unhappy and he made everyone aware of it. You know what I mean? Because he wanted to be, you know, the undisputed champion of the world. You know what I mean? He didn't want anybody, you know, even standing in his friggin' shadow. It's like that everywhere. Toronto sounds like a perfect spot for him then. Yeah. Let's see how he does with it. I'm fine. I'm perfectly fine with where I have Peter Morazic. All right. Let's shit on Roger's list. All right. So he's got Demko like five spots ahead of us because he's a Vancouver fan. Three. I have three spots ahead of you. You are crazy high on Mike Smith. Is that a volume thing? Like Zach and I have him ranked in the 20s. It's absolutely a volume thing, and um, Edmonton's gonna win. Wins, and for whatever reason, he was good. He was hilariously good last year, in a way that probably shouldn't keep up. But I mean, the Edmonton's gonna be good. They're gonna win. I don't think they're gonna be worse than last year. Really, he's gonna get a lot of starts, and he looks great. I think that's good that he had. Uh... He was hilariously good, but I think he is going to hilariously regress back down to what he has been for, you know, the bulk of his career. Just above just above 900, you know, right right around three or just below for goals against average. You know, I, I don't think the quality starts are going to stay. I don't think that the, uh, you know, this is the lowest amount of roast beef sandwiches he's had since let's see here probably a decade 2008-2009 yeah so i'm going to vote for regression and say that he's not even in the top 20 i think the wins will be there i think rogers got that pretty bang on but i'll give you the wins yeah if you're in volume leagues like smith is is something else cuz you know they're going to get saves i mean your defense is tyson berry cody cc right duncan keith the the saves are going to be there for you uh yeah, Evan Bouchard is pretty untested as far as defense goes. We know about his offense, but uh, that doesn't help you when you're in your own end. So, you know, Mike Smith, I like him for volume leagues. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, last year he was what he ended up eighth overall for goalies. I mean, 923 is probably a bit high for him, like a lot high. All I'm saying is he's literally he's gotten regression written all over his stats. Yeah, probably. But, I mean, like I said, last year he was 8th overall. So I think he's going to regress down to about 14th overall. There's not much uh, There's not much else when it comes to 
disparity in our lists. Everything seems to be pretty, except for Corpus Allo, where Zach is just in love. <laughs> I do like Corpus Allo. I've always liked Corpus Allo. Merzlikens just got I've paid. always liked Corpus Allo and... He's the guy. I switched over last year. Hopefully you'll switch soon. Can't do it. That's it. I mean, this one's a short one. This one's going to hurt to look back on because we're going to be wrong in a lot of places. But if you're somebody that likes, you know, opinions and rankings going into it, these are ours. We'll share them on the Discord at some point and, uh, you know, you can have access to them. But uh, that's curtains, eh? If you want. Yeah, if you want blackmail, if you want blackmail for later, just uh, bookmark this episode to come back to at the end of the season. Yeah. Raj has no 18. We're just going to, like, all the fuck-ups that we have in this list, we're just going to leave them. So, we're not perfect. I mean, we're, we're getting organized. We're using a Google sheet here. Come on, guys. That's just my model. My model doesn't include 18s. Oh, this is great, yeah. Made it so much easier. But anyway, guys, that's it for us. Five-hole fantasy hockey. Those are the goalie ranks. We got Ian Gooding probably coming out, uh, you know, in the next couple days. Talking breakouts. Talking uh, ADP values. We just got like a ton of stuff to lay down on you guys over the next few days. So I hope you dig it. You can find us on Twitter at FHF Hockey. You can hop in the Fantasy Hockey Discord and chat with like, you know, close to a thousand other fantasy hockey fans and uh, have a good time. Share pictures of your rotisserie chickens if you want to and do what you do. Anyway, that's it. We love you. Love you. Love you.